listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, co-founder of San Elk, Laudana, joins us. The company is a family-owned business specializing in premium quality organic food products. Their organic stocks are handcrafted with real vegetables, meat, fish, fresh herbs and spices that are carefully dehydrated at a low temperature to maintain their nutrients, then finely ground into an all-natural stock that enhances the flavour of meals. The brand is available in over 700 stockers throughout Australia, New Zealand and Singapore, including independent supermarkets, organic and health food stores, green grocers and most recently selected Woolworth stores. In this Mindful Biz podcast episode, we talk about their business journey, distribution and common challenges. A very down-to-earth episode, which I know you'll love. Hi, Lordana. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? Good. Thank you, Alison. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be a part of the podcast. That's so good. And you know what? This is just, as I said before we hit record, this is a good opportunity for us to catch up as well. (laughs) So before we talk about your business, I'd love you to introduce yourself to everyone. So my name's Loredana from San Elk. So we make certified organic stock powders using real vegetable herbs and spices that are carefully dehydrated at low temperature to maintain their natural nutrients and then finally ground to create an all-natural stock that helps in, um, enhance the flavour of daily meals. Amazing. So they're all natural. Yes. No How long ago did you launch? Uh, we launched in 2017, so it's been a roller coaster ride. Oh, God, it <laughs> always is. It's such a pain that it's a roller coaster ride, isn't it? I wish there was a manual that came with it, but I guess you're always, and, and even you know, every stage um, and growth that you're at, you're always learning something There's new. Something. There's something, isn't there? Always. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, my gosh. What was the inspiration behind starting the business? started so I've always had a background uh, interest in health and nutrition HR background working with specialists um, and my husband's an engineer who's worked across different fields including food manufacturing so I have um, I've grown up with allergies and I have idiopathic anaphylaxis and Hashimoto's so we turned to a the only way I found that I could manage it and keep it under control was through clean eating eating more organic minimizing um, processed foods in our diet which made a huge difference um, I'm a mum of three boys so I have an 11 nine and two and a half year old because I had a midlife oh, crisis at 40. Gosh. <laughs> you're still in the absolute thick of it. <sighs> uh, so, yeah, it is a bit of a challenge managing the family and the business, but we're getting there. And it wasn't until yeah. my middle son had a reaction um, one day and obviously having a history of allergies, we realised that it was MSG, which is oh. commonly found in a lot of stock products. And I guess that's when my husband said, that's it, we're making our own. So we did a massive pantry clean out because most of the times, you know, when you're living a busy lifestyle, you try and make things from scratch, yeah. but you try most of the times you're paying attention to what's in the ingredients, trying to get ones that are similar to homemade, but um there was one occasion when I was in a hurry didn't think and it just made me realize wow there's so many numbers artificial ingredients and mm. you know, it's made from real ingredients and I guess that's where it started and the more we started to research it the more we realized oh there's a gap in the market I wonder if there's anyone else that's sharing our concerns we can't find something that meets our family's needs that ticks the boxes 
um, that's clean, organic and natural. And I guess it started from there. So we started, it was a good 12 months where we started tinkering with different recipes every evening, testing um, flavour profile. Um, from your we kitchen? Found from our home kitchen. Yeah. So we had that yeah. through our local council. So we're based in Melbourne. We found that there were a lot of liquid stocks on the market. Mm. Most of our friends at Thermomix were making paste. So then we thought, why not? There's no powders and they're actually quite versatile. Yeah. So it was dehydrating a lot of vegetables, playing around with flavours. And then finally um, we achieved the right flavour profile for our first product, the vegetable stock. And then in conjunction with that, we're also working on packaging because it is quite a highly competitive market. You're playing against a lot of big players. Yeah. Um, and we needed something that would stand out that goes with you know our um, sustainability and eco um, passion for environmentally product products and sustainability and that's where we came with the uh, craft paper yeah. container right um, and that's yeah. been I think a bit of a draw card for a lot of new customers because yes. when you're launching a new product and no one knows your brand your name or anything about you how do you get customers to make the swap how do you, yes. especially if they're used to buying a particular product so I guess that's been a, a really interesting part of the journey oh in building my that community. gosh yeah it certainly is and it's a learn it's just such a learning curve as you go so often oh. like, you'll make mistakes and you go oh my god if I'd known that at the beginning you know, we wouldn't have gone down this route. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just classic. Now you're in over seven hundred. You've got seven, over seven hundred stockets now, which like that's incredible. That is like that's a lot of work. Um, so which has obviously made you scale the business. So you're obviously not in the kitchen anymore and at home. So now, sort of, how is the business structured now with that level of stockers that you've got? So we still do everything all in house. Yeah. So. Um, just going back to the start, so it took us a good year and a half. So right. after we had the product, it's like, okay, what do we do now? So we started selling it at markets, went to family and friends. The next step was to approach retailers. I didn't have a sales background. I had this one product. <laughs> I remember knocking on their doors and I just used to give, have a chat with them. So I said to them, you know, try it, tell me what you think. And then when we saw that there was that interest and they give us a call saying, we love it. And it started to grow and grow. I think it, after 18 months, it's an expensive business as a hobby because yeah. we're really using quality ingredients mm. and organic. Um, and that's when we made that transition to say, no, we want to make it a business. And then we just, the one thing I found really hard is you're trying to do everything as a startup. You know, we're making it, selling it, um, doing all the accounts, all the um, production, um, the QR, the operations, the whole lot. So, Is your husband working with you at that point or not? he's always been involved but in the background yeah. so I guess I'm sort of like the people the operations whereas he helps with the production side of things because he's got that experience in food manufacturing um but he had to go back to work the first two years to help fund it and you know that was hard for me because I'm coming from an industry where I'm always you know had that you know I was always in my comfort zone and now all of a sudden I'm forced out of that comfort zone um new challenges fear of the unknown, the procrastination, not knowing what to do because um, it's all new. So I had to learn all of that. Um, and I guess that's when we made the decision to take on board national distribution, one, to get to the stores quicker, but we've got to try and keep ahead of the competition. So we thought if we can get into as many stores as possible, share our story, um, get new, attract new customers, um, I'd be able to concentrate on growing the business rather than working in it. It wasn't till I was pregnant with my third child just before COVID hit, working till 39 and a half weeks pregnant, fulfilling <laughs> orders, 
<laughs> it was crazy that I realised I can't do this anymore. I've got to get some help with production. And we're really blessed to get um, three beautiful women um, who were made redundant because of their age. Um, and they gave me the opportunity to work with us and they helped me in production now. So in that way, I can help on scouting the business and growing our stockers. Um, the independents have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and we've just recently launched into selected Woolworths, making sure that we keep the pricing the same, supporting our distributors as well. Um, so it's been a massive learning curve because when you take on board distributors, it's it's almost like a logistics company. You're like, oh, I'm seeing oh. it everywhere and you get lazy. But it's yeah. like, no, you've got to work with them. You've got to support exactly. the stockers, provide the promos, um, support yeah. the reps. It's huge. And I guess um, yeah, it's all that hard work and even asking for help because as you scale up, there's different um, challenges that you encounter from capacity and planning and then cash flow as well and how much stock do I have in hand. And the one thing I guess that helped us during COVID was you know, when I first started, there was one year, winter used to be our peak period, where I didn't have enough cornstarch. I couldn't produce and lost a lot. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got several other clients in the same situation where they couldn't get their hands on certain ingredients and they're literally at a, well, they were at a standstill. They're like, we've got no, we've got no product left to sell. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know when we're getting it, the ingredients. When you can't product, then the retailers yeah. are like, okay, we're not keeping it on the shelf. So what we made sure... Um, was that we could continue producing and keeping up with demand, especially with more people um, cooking at home um, and working closely with retailers, educating them about our products. And then um, once consumers tried it, I guess we've grown that community. So it's all through word of mouth. Yeah. One person will tell one person, then someone else. And it's all about, you know, bringing back the joy of cooking and mm -hmm. flavour. It's, it's a partnership between our community, retailers and all yeah. the stores and distributors. What, what's your role in the company now? Because I'm sure it's still, you know, it's always evolving, but, you know, what what typically are you working on at the moment or how do you work? Um, so at the moment um, I pretty much manage the operation, so I'm right. still doing everything. As we've, there's been, I guess, over the past 12 months a really fast growth, so we're at the point now where I can't do everything, otherwise I'm going to be back to square one, <laughs> where you're just constantly overwhelmed and you can't, um, finish jobs properly so we're at the point now where we're looking at putting on some more staff who are specialized in their areas um, because I've learned you know through accelerator programs and having mentors um, and having people to provide you advice and skills it's really important to grow and build that team although in Melbourne it's a bit challenging at the moment because since COVID no one wants to work so staffing is a yeah. bit of an issue across the board yes Yes, I know what you mean. But you're right, you need to be building the team. But it's also about not overbuilding it as well because when businesses are growing, sometimes, you know, businesses or business owners can scramble and then start just bringing people on board and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my gosh, I've got the wrong people in the wrong spots and um, they're, too, they're not being paid the right amount or, you know, they've got overly qualified people that they didn't actually need for the roles. Yeah, so it's a constant juggle. It certainly is. What would you say is, oh, this is going to be a hard question to answer, what would be a couple of your favourite products in your range? So at the moment we have stocks. We have been meaning to, so we do all the product development and stocks in-house. We have been meaning to add and we have plans to add new products to the range and grow the brand. Um, but I guess in regards to flavours, um, the ones I cook with the most would have to be the vegetable, but yeah. also the chicken. That's actually right. become a really popular one. People use the beef as well for burgers and meat-based products, but definitely I think I'm a bit biased maybe if they're chicken yeah. and vegetable. How many products have you got in your range? So we've got four SKUs at the moment. Yeah. 
Um, and we've just been, you know, I've been wanting to add more things, but product development takes a long time because I don't want to release anything if it's not right. We're big yeah. on flavour, right ingredients. Um, we don't want any crap in the products. But at the same time, issues with scaling, you don't want to lose focus. So we're just kind of growing it so we can still manage it. And when we're at a good point, look at um, taking the next step in the business. Mm. Well, what would you say is something that you're excited about for the following year? Yeah, definitely the future. I definitely have a lot of um, work to do in regards to sales and marketing, attracting new customers, but definitely growing the range is really exciting and the stockers, just making our products as widely available as possible because there have been, you know, I still remember the day when I got a call from an elderly gentleman saying, I saved my pension just to purchase your products and there's no stores I can get to. And I sent him free product because I felt so bad. And then that just motivated me to, all right, we've got to, you know, work as hard as we can to make it as widely available and accessible. Because mm. sometimes online usage and things like that, it can be tricky for some customers. Yeah. Do many but people order order from you online, or mainly it's mainly through stockers, obviously. Yeah. Mainly through stockers, and we also do have a lot of online retailers. But we do have quite a few orders coming online, especially when someone will do a story or a promo talking about it. Right. I don't push it too much because it's time, and then I guess I've just got to focus on the things that are most important yeah. and give us the biggest and the areas that we really need to focus on. What are you doing for marketing at the moment? I mean, you're on social media, but is there anything else that you're doing? Well, we do, um, and that's probably why I need to chat with you further about this. Unfortunately, marketing is not an area um, of strength for me. So a lot of it is um, through networking, socials at the moment, recipe books, educating consumers how to use our products and working closely with retailers and promos. Um, But I think the next step now, if we want to grow big, is really looking at, okay, how can we... um, take the next step and explore different options. We have done a little bit of um, editorials and there's just been some recent write-ups, which has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, That's I guess, looking at brand awareness. Yeah. And we've done a couple of expos too. And that's been interesting because it does help raise the brand profile, tell yeah. the story. Consumer feedback is really important, but it's knowing it's been interesting because we did a food service one and that didn't quite work with our brand because we're too right. expensive. And um, then when we did another product-based one, it was great getting the information, but it's knowing which is the right one for you and what you want. I guess Mm. it's all a learning experience because you try different things and see what works, what doesn't. Exactly, exactly. That's why it takes five years to get a business going is because you need to test (laughs) and trial and work out what does and doesn't work. Plus the market's always changing as well. So even what was working, you know, like last year might not be working this year because things have changed. So, gosh, it keeps us on our toes, that's for sure. Oh, you're so right. Because, and that's the thing I've learned. You've got to be adaptable. Yeah. Because sometimes you're doing one thing and then all of a sudden it changes mm-hmm. and there's always different things. So that's been really, really interesting as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's with the rise of technology because, you know, 30 years ago people could set up a business and go, this is my formula that's working and they could pretty much just stick at it. Whereas now... We're like ducking and weaving and changing and constantly having to learn because otherwise you just get left behind. Plus, it, you know, creating small businesses is so much more accessible than ever before. So there's just a rise of so many businesses because um, I launched my business 12 years ago and back then I was one of the few, whereas now it's like there's just everyone, and which is great because, you know, that's what we want. We want the freedom and flexibility in our lifestyles and to be in charge of what's going on. So that's amazing. All right, so where can everyone find you and your products? Our products are 
independent um, supermarkets, so IGA's Food Works. Um, they're also available at um, organic and health food stores, bulk, bulk food store, um, whole food stores where you can refill, um, which is growing. Um, they're also available at selected um, Woolies acro across the um, east coast of Australia. Um, and your website. Our website and also online. Um, yeah. So your website URL, can you please, it's sanelk, spelled S-A-N-E-L-K.com.au. Did I get that right? Yes. Perfect, perfect. Laura Dana, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, no, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been fantastic. We've been a massive fan and even like taking on board a lot of your advice and tips along the way. It's been fantastic. <laughs> it's a real privilege to be able to share the story. Thank you so much, Alison.